You can now hear Tech Actually on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly on your iPhone, Android, BlackBerry, or WebOS device. The latest episode is always available for you. No syncing needed, no memory wasted. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tech Actually, episode 107 for the 6th of November. Can you believe it's already fucking November? November 2010, I am David McVeigh, and I am joined in studio by Josh Philpa. How are you? I'm fantastic. <laughs> Why? Will... What is that on your face, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm fantastic, Dave, is because I have a mustache. I know. Um, we will talk about that later as to why I have a mustache. Chica, chica, wow, wow. Dude, it is, it is quite spectacularly a 70s porno it mustache. Is. It's, 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 it's very it's Harry Reams. It's, yeah, it's somewhere between that <laughs> and um, the other one which I really, really enjoy is the fact that um, both Dave and Nathan decided I look like one of the Andes from Hot Fuzz. So I'm quite, <laughs> I'm quite impressed with that too. So, yeah. Oh, dearie me. Um, yeah, and if anyone's asking, yes, it is. Very itchy all the time. Uh, that actually goes away after a while. Yeah, well... Yeah, as a person who used to have a beard, you know that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's just... It's, actually, it's, I'm surprised that that growth, the, the itch hasn't already started to settle. Oh, it's getting there. It's getting there. <laughs> All right. Why are we here, Josh? We're not here to talk about your mustache, although no. we will talk about your mustache, <laughs> because your mustache is a source of great amusement for me. But... <laughs> Just constantly, just constantly. I just, I just just have a little chuckle in my heart. Um, Now you have this mustache because you are uh, raising money for Movember. Yes. For those who are not familiar with Movember, can you please explain? Uh, Movember uh, for our overseas listeners is basically a period of time in Australia and New Zealand. There may be other countries, but those are the only ones that I know that it is. A situation where basically you shave all your facial hair off and grow a mustache and uh, raise money for, uh, well, it's awareness of uh, men's health issues. So it's things like prostate cancer, depression in men, things like that. But not limited to those, but that's some of the things they give funding to. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a really big thing and... It's actually doing quite well this year. There's a lot of people at the moment that don't have mows because some of them take quite a while to grow them. So, uh, yeah, over time, we will start seeing a sea of mustaches. I think next year I'm going to have to get in on this. I I hear about Movember every year, and I keep thinking, I could do that. All I need to do is shave off the rest of it. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have a full beard for those who are listening to audio. Um, We will talk about tech in a few minutes, but we got a few things to to chat about first before we get to tech. And I know people are sitting there going, it's a tech show. Talk about tech. We'll get there, all right? Um, First of all, uh, we had to talk about Movember. Uh, so you can go to rawdlc.com, yeah. and there is a link on the front page of rawdlc.com mm-hmm. that is where you can sponsor yep. the three of them, all doing Movember. Yes. Um, Big shout out to Delta Knight, who was the first one to donate. Fantastic. Delta Knight, this is a second announcement, uh, and we'll do talk more about this in the after show, but Delta Knight has now come on board officially, and in the end credits you'll notice that he is now officially kind of... Uh, for the after show, 
He is our official researcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've also put additional research on this show because some of his links that he sends through are so good and so tech-related that we actually push them into this show. Mm-hmm. So he is now uh, officially part of the Geek Actually family, and I just want to say uh, welcome. Take a chat room bow, Delta Knight. Take a chat room bow. Um, so Delta Knight is, is uh, part of this whole thing, and in fact, we're probably going to give him moderator um, privileges in the chat room, uh, considering so he's he part of our family. So he can make behave. So he can make so he can make you behave as well. Um, so talk to me later. We'll get some moderator privileges going in there. Um, I got to do that on the control panel. So we'll do that later. Um, and the other thing I wanted to do was uh, we and, and you're going to get really really bored of this. And the only way that uh, you're not going to get bored of this is to help out. So you might as well, so every show and every chance I get, we're going to be talking about this. Uh, we are going to attempt, and I don't know if this is possible, but we are going to attempt to send me to America for a week to uh, basically crash all of the major podcasters over there to get ourselves known in the States. Um, For those who have been listening to this podcast for an awful long time, you will actually understand that we actually have a fairly loyal following and a good listenership here in Australia. But in the great worldwide scheme of things, that really isn't that many people. And we really need to crack that overseas market. And so to crack that overseas market, we need to get our face in front of everybody. We need to get exposure. And it's very hard to do that via Twitter. So uh, we are trying to raise the money to send me to America. We're calling it the David Storms America Tour. We want to try and do this. If we can raise enough money, we'll send Josh as well. But let's, let's, just, <laughs> let's just deal with one, one reality at the moment. Um, we are trying to raise, and now sit down for this, people. We, we are trying to raise $6,000, all right? Now, I don't know if this is possible or not, because we're also trying to raise this $6,000 by January. Okay. Now, I don't know if this is possible. All right. We're going to try this. We're going to see how well we go. There's never a reason to say no. There is never a reason to say no. And, you know, basically, if every single one of our listeners just threw in 10 bucks, we're already well on our way there. All right. Mm. So so just keep in mind, the the donations link with the status bar and the whole bit is on the front page of geekactually.com. There is also a post called David Storm's America Tour, The Plan, which will explain exactly what we're attempting to do. But just in a nutshell, we want to go see people like Leo Laporte and the CNET people and Natalie Del Conte and the Smod Castle. I want to go try and meet Kevin Smith. And, you know, we want to just get in the face of everybody. Yeah. Right. And we want to make it a whirlwind tour, literally a week to two weeks, depending on how much money we can do. And there's no there's nothing else. It's just literally every day trying to see somebody else. And try and get our voices and, and, and our faces in front of them. And during that entire time, of course, we don't lay down doing nothing. We'll live blog the whole thing. We'll shoot lots of video. We'll put <laughs> lots of video events up every day that I'm gone. You know, I'll just, I'll just report all the time from while I'm over there. So we'll see how we go. But if you are interested in this, uh, yes, and uh, somebody has suggested, Calisynth said, are, are we going to visit Frog, Frog Pants Studio? Of course, Salt Lake City is on the, uh, is on the list. Mm. Uh, Salt Lake City, Scott Johnson at Frog Pants Studio is definitely on my list. I mean, I love, um, in particular, FilmSack, but mm. uh, Current Geek Weekly, excellent as well. Definitely going to go over there and see them. Uh, in a nutshell, we want to go to we want to go to California. We want to go to L.A., San Francisco, and Petaluma. For those who know podcasting, you know exactly who I'm thinking about by the states. Okay, yeah. so we're talking about uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Petaluma, Salt Lake City, Kentucky, Connecticut, New York. Good Lord. Okay. So those are the key places. And if you go to the post, you'll find out exactly who I'm thinking about for each of those places. Okay. All right. And there may be more. We'll find out as we go. But uh, as I say, we're just trying to raise this money. So if you want to help out and try and get Geek Actually to uh, have a world, uh, you know, a whirlwind tour of the United States to meet all these people, then uh, donations are much appreciated. Now, let's get on with the tech news. I'm bored now. Let's, let's leave. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, no, let's get on the tech news. Uh, I was very intrigued to find out because this has been kept so under the radar, Josh. Mm. The R rating issue has cropped up again. Um, I was unaware that there is actually another attorney general meeting coming up. Apparently in December, uh, December 10th, in fact, 2010, the attorneys general from across the country will meet uh, uh, for the last time this year. And the agenda that is close to many of our hearts is the R rating for games. Yeah. I find this intriguing because when they had their last meeting, everybody was berserk. They were all over this. They were reporting it all over the place. And it was like, we got to get in there. We got to get in there. And then when it all kind of petered out mm. and they went, we have to go think about it some more. Everybody kind of forgot about it. Had you heard that they were having another meeting in December? Yeah, I did. The um, only problem with it is that sort of we've done as much as we can. I mean, like I personally have been, you know, writing mm-hmm. uh, bits about this and so on and so forth. And we keep telling people they just have to keep their eyes on the prize and things like what we're doing right now is all we can do at this stage, which is just raise awareness to the fact that it's happening. There's really not much we can do hmm. at this stage. They're basically they've well, the information is there. It's well, and what they want to more, do with it. more importantly, and sorry to use such a blunt term for it, they've basically cock blocked all gigs. Like there is no way yeah. that we can now do anything to help. By helping, we make it worse. So all we can do now is back off and hope that they have enough now to realize that we are not a small majority of the population. And we are not want to one. ignore us exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we have no, there is no way to kind of like change what the situation is in this current era. We've done all we can. We've told people you have to tell your friends mm-hmm, and your mm-hmm. family and stuff like that. You have to raise awareness that way. But the honest truth is that geeks have been told we can't do anything. It's like if you play games, you are in a majority of gamers. So therefore your opinion doesn't count. That's yeah, what we've been yeah, told. That's so, true. That's true. Yeah, it's unfortunate, <clears throat> but we kind of just have to sit back and kind of go like this and hope that something happens. Hope rational minds play yeah. out. Yeah. Okay, well, what would you say, speaking of rational minds, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what would you say if I said that James Cameron says that glasses-free 3D TV yeah. is only about 8 to 10 years away? Now, anybody else had said this, I would have said, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, yeah. uh, whatever. This is James freaking Cameron, though, man. This is the man who's like the father of 3D at this point, yeah. and he is convinced that this is the next stage. Yeah, and I, I, by my calculations, I was thinking about it. By my calculations, that's right about the time that Avatar two and three will be coming out on DVD. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. It might be the first time I actually enjoy watching that sort of movie at IMAX. Mm, no, 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 this is three, and that's a good question because he actually talked about three D TV. Does he's talking about glasses free movies? I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, you don't. No, because how? Without well, having, I don't we, know. He we'd have to have an entirely ten years away. We'd have so. to have an entirely new screen technology. Is what we'd have to do for that. We'd have to be rear projecting rather than front projecting. I would I imagine. But anyway, we'll see. Anyway, that was just a throwaway. Um, now, this is this is. If you remember, let's have a throwback. If you remember, last week we talked about graphene and we said how it's kind of like the new zinc oxide yeah. of our day. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently it's being mentioned again because. Uh, have you ever heard of indium tin oxide? Is this the stuff they use to make touchscreens? That's correct. Yeah. Ding! One point for Josh. Woo. They also, ironically, use it to make solar panels. Mm. Apparently, we're running out of it. <laughs> oh. Now, uh, well, that's um, not good. No. Well, the I- irony here, of course, what reason why I say it was ironic is because solar panels are the cornerstone of the entire lower our carbon footprint program where we get away from non-renewables 
and yet the major component in it is a non-renewable. Hmm, interesting concept that. All right, so basically, uh, this, uh, this, uh, this element that is used in touchscreens, that is a key cornerstone, um, is a byproduct of, are you ready? This is where the zinc oxide throwback comes in, yeah. is a byproduct of zinc mining. <laughs> so without that zinc oxide, you wouldn't have that touchscreen. <laughs> Apparently not. So now, okay, there's a... The story is kind of a beat up, all right? Uh, it's a Gizmodo article that was sent through. Because when you uh, – I, I passed this by my lovely wife, Katie, who, as you know, is a scientist, and she read it through as well. And she was having it's a look at – a useful thing. She's like a little walking Wikipedia. Oh, she is. And it's great because I can – if there's an article I don't understand, it gets too scientific, I can say, here, read this, and then give me the cliff notes. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb it down a little. Dumb it down a little bit for me because, you know what, I'm a geek and I'm smart, but – Sometimes it loses me. I look yeah. through this stuff and I go, whoa, I don't understand. And some of this, in fact, I had to get her to go through because some of this was a little bit beyond me. Mm. Uh, but she actually referred, she says that where she works, they often talk about ITO, mm. which is, the, of course, the indium tin oxide. Mm. But what she said was very funny is that she has a lot of uh, material science people running around her lab who often use the term ITO. Yeah. And at one point, uh, one of them was asked, what does ITO stand for? And they didn't know. Wow. So even the scientists sometimes just bluff their way through. Okay. Okay, so the bottom line is, with this particular element, um, it's a byproduct of the, I think it's uh, uh, zinc and something else. Uh, I want to say carbon, but that's probably wrong. But anyway, I have this huge article in front of me, but it's two, two elements in the, yeah. in the mining process. Mm. This element is withdrawn from there. And apparently not everybody actually extracts that element mm. when they're doing the mining. So yeah. there's the first problem. So the first problem would be you would think, well, everybody who is mining zinc please extract this particular element out as well. <laughs> so this article doesn't talk about that, and this is one of the points my lovely wife Katie made. So this is a bit of a beat-up, because at the moment, with our current production, the current way we get this element, yes, we're running out, and he's saying 10 years. He's saying 10 years, and we don't have enough to make solar panels or touchscreens anymore. Right. There is also speculation, my wife said, um, uh, which isn't in this article as well, which is apparently China... And this is anecdotal, by the way. Um, apparently, China has large reserves of this that are, they aren't releasing to the world. Oh. Because, of course, why would they? They're sitting there going, we hold the cards, <laughs> you know? Because then they can release it later and say, yeah, it's going to cost you this much. Wow. <laughs> so um, so I, I think it's a bit of a beat up. But the bottom line is the irony is not lost on me, which is this non-renewable is the cornerstone of our non-renewables. Pardon. Anyway, um, but the difference is <laughs> the difference is that solar panels and so forth are recyclable, and we can recycle the material out of our touchscreens and our solar panels. So it's not completely non-renewable because we can recycle it back. So it's not quite like petrol, which is just burnt up and gone, right? <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I just thought that was quite funny that zinc oxide raises its or zinc raises its little head again. Uh, we're nothing, if, we're nothing if not a good uh, callback. And speaking of callbacks, do you remember from the after show last week? So those who don't listen to the after show, you missed this little gem. Um, oh, before I, before I do that, though, there is one little article here, which is before we do run out of idiom tin oxide. Mm. Look at this really cool piece of tech. This is the new Logitech solar-powered keyboard. <laughs> and what's really neat about it is it'll run for days and days and days without sun. So it'll run at night and stuff like that because it stores up its charge. My one problem with this. Yes? Size? No. Nerds don't use light. We don't like light. We, we avoid light. But even I open the window occasionally. Get out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Go away. 
Alrighty then, moving right along. Back to our original, uh, our original little segue there was from the after show. Do you remember this guy? Um, hello. I have. I just finished reading The Shattering yesterday, Good and I noticed something. It said. That was oh, I'm not making fun of him. We'd let him talk in the background there. I'm not making fun of him. I'm going to tell you, this little red shirt nerd has been immortalized. How do you immortalize? Oh, it's brilliant. Blizzard. Okay, hold on. Let's, 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 let's clear these guys out of here. Okay, so, so that was a little red shirt nerd who basically got up and said to Blizzard that uh, he didn't understand this new update because this Falstad character, you know, was missing. And Blizzard thought he was dead, but it turned out the little red shirt nerd was right. And of so course they, he was. So they reinstated false. He wouldn't have stood up if he didn't think he was no, amazing. No, absolutely. Right. Well, and Blizzard has rewarded him because not only have they reinstated Falstad, but they've introduced a new character. And here he is. He's a little red shirt fact checker. <laughs> So there's a little picture. The picture, for all our audio listeners, of course, all these videos and so forth that we talk about are always in the show notes. But this little picture is actually from Blizzard, and this is Falstad being reinstated. And this is a new character they've introduced, and he's called the uh, Falstad Fact Checker, and he's wearing a little red shirt. That's so awesome. So that little red shirt nerd has been immortalized forever, uh, which I think is brilliant. <laughs> so I think that's fabulous. Now, I think that's because it's like... Even though, even though you could even tell the guys on stage were kind of like, oh my god. There's that part of them that looks at it and goes, you guys are the reason we made money. And you, like, know what I, you know what I find really amusing about that video though, Josh? Yeah. The two guys on stage who are the creators of this. Yeah. So you would think these guys would be the biggest nerds in the world. They created it. Mm. And yet they're two really cool looking stud magnets. Yeah. These guys don't have problems getting chicks. No, because... These aren't Sheldons from Big Bang, no, you know? because the, <laughs> the days are long gone where those guys are the most, like, I mean... When did programmers become cool? A long time ago. We've been cool for, for ages. Have you, ever read, have you ever read Netscape Time? Uh, it's about it's about the creation of Netscape, and yeah. it's really interesting because they actually refer to the programmers, the guys who came in to write Netscape way back in the day. They said that they would actually they were so obsessive. These programmers they would sit at their computers. They had mattresses under their desks, and they would literally program and then crawl up under their desks to go to sleep. And at one point, the owner of the company basically had to drag them all outside to have pizza to get some sunlight. And he said it was like watching the, the, you know, Auschwitz open its doors, all these thin little scrawny little white programmers coming wandering out into the grounds. He said it was terrifying. When did they become those guys? <laughs> that's what I want to know. We've all got lives and girlfriends. That's what happened, all right? <laughs> sex. Programmers <laughs> discovered sex. That's what it is. Yeah. They sexified it. Um, all right. This is, uh, quite frankly, one of the uh, uh, weirdest things I've seen. This was actually thanks to Delta Knight, our new researcher. Have I mentioned he's our researcher now? Um, have a look at this picture. What do you find interesting about this wall? There's a USB port. Yes, yeah. there's a USB port sticking out of this wall. And apparently all over New York, these little USB ports have been showing up in walls, cemented into the walls. And it's become almost like this little underground um, share net where you can just walk up, plug in, put whatever you want onto it, or copy anything you want off of it, and wander off. That is fantastic. That is one of the <laughs> coolest things I have ever seen. I think this is amazing. I want to go to New York just to see if I can find one of these ports. <laughs> now, of course, they said the entire thing would come crumbling down in a second if somebody puts a virus onto one of them. Yeah. But, but 
It's just an intriguing idea. All you can do is hope that stuff like that doesn't happen. I mean, like, anything can be wrecked by that. We can't just avoid it just because, you know, someone can wreck it. My question is, do you think that the New York Council is going around trying to remove these things? Or are they just turning a blind eye? Why would you do anything about it? It's not like it's sticking out. It's It's piracy, goddammit. Well, this is the country that. that is trying to... Re- we, insta- don't, we don't know that there's piracy on that. There may be pictures. There may be writings. There may be... Well, We've got to protect the children, Josh. Nah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Stick gum in the port. Oh, come on. Seriously, who brought that up? Now someone's going to do it. And if that happens... Delta says, isn't that so awesome? <laughs> I think, <laughs> yes, I think that's fantastic. I, I love it. I one of the coolest little ideas someone's come up with. I think that's great, and yep. I really want to try it out. And what else I think is really great is this. Somebody, some industrious people, have gotten together, and they have actually written the user manual for the Enterprise. Oh. But not just the Enterprise. It is the Enterprise original all the way through to the latest version. So, wow. And it's fully detailed, and it's, it's written by the, the company that has actually just released this is a company that writes these user manuals for cars. So it is... Official. It is like this is the user manual for the Enterprise. I think this is the, quite possibly the geekiest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I want it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have to place an order, Dave. I think so. I want this. I'm not sure when it's actually coming out. I think it's coming soon, but I really want it. Mm. Somebody want to buy me a Christmas present? <laughs> P.O. Box 3295, St. Paul's 2031. <laughs> uh. All right. Um, okay, so I just think that is awesome. Now, let's talk about the beat up of the week. We need a theme. We, oh, we got to make some themes for the show. I got nothing. Okay. Ah! All right. <laughs> <laughs> Beat up of the week. Uh, and this has got to be brought to us by our, uh, our, our, um, our local Liberal Party member. It has to be because they're trying to destroy it anyway. But this is the NBN, the National Broadband Network. All right. It's raised its little head again. Okay, I gotta stop this because it's gonna try and play a video. I don't want it to play a video on my iPad. Stop that. Okay, now, according to this article, they basically said the NBN is gonna cost you so much more than you expect. It's so expensive. And, Hit we, me, so, Dave. Hit and me. so we sit there and go, okay, let's read through it. Okay, so it goes on, it says, you know, most families and individuals don't even understand how much it's going to cost. And it goes on, the article's really long, all about how it's, we have no idea what it's gonna cost. And then they break it down. Are you ready? <clears throat> Option one, install high-speed internet ports in rooms other... Oh, sorry. Start again. We've got to go back to backtrack. Backtrack. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Base option. Okay? This is... Everybody gets this. All right? NBN box with four high-speed data ports and two voice ports. No cost. Supplied by NBN Co. Okay? Right, so that's not going to cost me That's anything. not going to cost you anything. Okay, cool. Wiring to the house. No cost. Covered by NBN Co. Okay? Right. Battery backup. No cost. Covered by NBN Co. Right. Now, here are your options. Option one, install high-speed internet ports in rooms other than the room with the NBN box. So this is for people... Who want multiple ports in other rooms, right? With what? People that don't have... Well, we'll get, get, we'll get people the, that don't have a wireless... All right, I'm stopping. This is I'm if stopping. you want to have full fiber speed, which is bullshit, and I'll tell you why in a second, but they're saying full fiber speed in all the rooms of the house, Okay. Right. Install high-speed internet ports in other rooms other than rooms with the NBN box. Cat6 cabling parts and labor, $150 to $400 per room, plus network configuration, $150. Right. 
Jesus Christ, Dave. I'll come back to that. Option two, use a wireless router attached to NBN box. Less speed, but enough to wirelessly surf the web on laptop or iPad. Wireless router, $100 to $200 for max speed, 54 megabits per second. $200 to $400 for max speed, 300 megabits per second. Okay, let's talk about these numbers for a minute. And first of all, I'm going to say, I'm going to call on this bullshit. All right. First of all, the reason why I'm going to call bullshit, Cat6 cable is not as fast as fiber. Yeah. So by the mere fact that they're saying, wire your house with Cat6 cable, we're saying you're not going to go full. I mean, I thought when I read this, I thought, wire your other houses to have like fiber ports Mm. throughout the rest of your house. No. They're saying put in a switch and some Cat6 cable. And Let's how see. much are they saying? They're saying, wait for it. They're saying Cat6 cable parts and labor, 150 to $400 per room plus network configuration of $150. Now, first of all, let me just say network configuration is zero. If you are actually working with a modern PC, you plug it in and it will actually route itself. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so there is no configuration. Yeah. Uh, I have actually got a 4.1 gigabit switch over there that cost me $40. Yeah, okay? exactly. So that's over there. And you can actually make your own Cat6 cable if you want to for pennies. But if you want to go out and buy it, you can buy 20 meters of Cat6 cable for what? Ten dollars. Ten bucks. No, I'm actually serious. I know that. Yeah, ten bucks. bucks. And we're not talking about per room. You need one switch. One switch. switch. (laughs) One switch, and you just run the cable throughout the rest of the house. Okay, you want to put it into the walls and have it installed properly by an installation? Okay, you're probably looking at another couple of hundred bucks. But that's, you know, that's if you want to do it that way. You don't have to, you know? Now, let's get to the wireless option. I would actually guarantee that almost everybody in town already has a wireless router. And if you didn't, um, it's not 150 to 400 dollars. The cheapest wireless router and modems, so both wireless yeah. router and modems, are literally 77 dollars. Yeah, but we don't need. Remember, we don't need the modem because we're going to the MBM box. So we exactly. just need a router. So right? you need a router. So cheapest router is 56 dollars. 56 dollars, and that's for a G class or an N class. G class. G class. G class. Okay. 79 for a. For All right. An so N. they're saying for the 54 megabits per second speed. They're saying um, 100 to 200 bucks. Bullshit. You can get it cheaper than that. And they're saying for an N class, in fact, they're not even saying N class, 300 megabits. N class is faster than 300 megabits, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. N class is faster than 300 megabits. Anyway, they're saying 300 megabits a second, 200 to $400. I saw one at Harvey Norman the other day. It was like 100 and something dollars, 110 bucks, 120 yeah. bucks, something like that. Yeah. You can get a dual band N class router, Belkin, for nothing. And you know what? You can use any. You don't need to use theirs. You plug yeah. it in. It's just a, all the MBM you boxes. You know what this screams off? This whole article screams. It screams a beat up. No, no, no. <laughs> it screams to me of like the IT Eddie guy that you get. The guy that when you work in a, a store, you get those customers that bring along their computer friend. And their computer friend will tell you how to buy a computer based on what they would want, not based on what you would want. So this guy's going, you're going to need a $200 router because you're going to be needing, you know, sort of N plus dual band super routers. And the person standing there is like a granny who will use the computer like (laughs) once a year. And uh, yeah, so this guy has just made up a list based on parts he's seen in shops and aimed for the highest price he can go for. Pretty much. This is just This so is stupid. just a liberal party beat up. They're basically saying, oh, this is going to cost you a fortune. I'm sorry. You already have a wireless router in your house, probably, cooked up to your whatever ADSL you're on. So you just unplug that, plug it into your NBN box, and you've got 
full speed wireless because its source is coming from a fiber. How fast is that going to be? You know? So, I mean, you plug an in-class wireless router into a fiber box. Wow. I'm looking forward to that day. And I've got my in-class router already over there. You know, yeah. uh, it's just we're ready to go, man. Ready to go. I'm just waiting for them to put the cable in the house and box me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do it for me, baby. All right. So I just complete beat up. But what I thought was very funny about this was that, you know, you can't let a good NBN story go by without also saying that the internet censorship filter has come up again. Oh, this wow. Is, really? This is Stephen Conroy's beating the dead horse segment. <laughs> And what, a dead hole. what I love, what I love is the fact that he actually says, are you ready? Because somebody said, oh, you know, the, and I actually, in fact, my, I said it myself about a year ago where I said, you know, the MBN could just be a, a chance where they could just censor it because they control it. Mm. Right. Well, Stephen Conroy actually said, quote, unquote, the filter doesn't work through the wholesale network, which is the NBN. Right. It works through the internet service providers or retail service providers, the Telstra's, Optus's, Primus's. That's the level that it works at. That is not what he said to us a year and a half ago. Of course not. It was sold to us a year and a half ago that these boxes were going to be on the pipelines coming in, literally blocking any horrible shit out before it ever got to us. Hmm. He's changed his tune. What I also love is the fact that he actually goes on in this article, which was actually in Sydney Morning Herald. He goes on in this article that basically say, I know it won't get through, but, you know, it's something that needs to be talked about. Why? It's not going to get through. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave it alone, man. Leave it alone, man. It's not going to pass. Do you know why it's not going to pass? Because the two people who hold the balance of power in the parliament at the moment are these two independents because we have this minority government. And both of them are anti-filter. There is no way he can pass it. It will never pass. Ever pass. Let me say it one more time. Never. (laughs) There's a fat chance in hell. So leave it alone. Get your hand off of it, Stephen Conroy. Let it go. Uh, we'll skip, we're running over time again, so we'll skip that. We'll skip that. We've done the Enterprise Owner Manual. Uh, What else have I got for us today? Oh, yes. Some follow-up. And some feedback. We got some feedback and some follow-up. Let's just do the follow-up first, though, because I thought this was very interesting because we talked about this last week. This was actually not a follow-up from a reader. I just thought I would go and dig up some information for us. Last week, we talked about the virus battery. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and I actually did a little bit of web searching, and I found a Massachusetts Institute of Technology uh, article actually all about the virus battery. And I got to tell you that the first thing I did was I gave it to my lovely wife, Katie, <laughs> and said, uh, parse this for Make me. this work. <laughs> parse this for me. But you know what? It's really interesting because we've heard all these different things about it. But what's really interesting is it still uses metals inside the battery. Okay. Right. It's not like these viruses are like, you know, we're charged up and ready to go. You know, it's the viruses are actually still using metal. And this is the part that I want to get to. We'll get to that in a minute, okay? But what it looks like to her, and in my reading through it as well, trying to figure this thing out, because it's very complicated, but what it looks like to me is that we still have two, two charged metals, a negative and a positive. Right. But these things are so small, all right? And this is really layman's terms here, but it's so small, we can't build a battery that small. 
Mm. Right. So what they do is they've trained these viruses. And as my wife said, I have no idea how they've coaxed these viruses to have this behavior. Now, these viruses are benign viruses. They are what are called bacterial viruses. They actually mm. attack bacteria, not humans. Right? Right, right. My argument still stands that anything can mutate. Right. Okay. But at this point in time, these viruses are completely benign to us. They're just these little tiny bacterial viruses that basically attack bacteria. Mm-hmm. And what they have is this unique uh, activity where they like to coat themselves in the metal. And what the scientists have managed to do is coax these viruses into building the little pipelines, the little, the little um, lines wow. that actually take the charge. So what they do is they basically they have the metal, they inject the viruses, the viruses coat themselves in the metal and build the little bridges. And so and what happens to the virus after that point isn't made clear in the article, whether they're killed when the charge goes through it or whether they're self-repairing. You know, maybe, mm-hmm. they, maybe they repair the little bridge. Who knows? I need more, more information. But it looks like the, what the viruses are really used for is to build the lines of these batteries. And because uh, the way I read it is the fact that they're so small, they can create so many more connections. This is why the batteries are so much more powerful and yeah. last so much longer because they can make them so microscopically small. Now, my argument is this though, Josh, and this is where I want to get to this, which is I still stand by the viruses mutate. And now we have fucking armor plated viruses. <laughs> <laughs> we got these little viruses that are coated in metal, ready to go to fucking war. Right? <laughs> And, you know, who's to say that the Ebola virus doesn't look over and go, hey, you know what? Coating myself in, you know, cobalt like that, that looks like a good idea. You know? I'm going to be a lot harder to kill if they do that. (laughs) You're a real paranoid. Do you know that, Dave? It's amazing. It is quite impressive. Come on, you can't say that that thought doesn't cross your mind immediately when seeing that. Absolutely. Um, Just for anyone who has access to the Dropbox, um, I just want to put a massive shout out to, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Calisynth who did this, uh, who has made a picture, and I have to show this to you, Dave, now, which is... He's photoshopped me with a Mario hat on. Oh! Oh, that's classic! Put it in the Dropbox! Put it in the Dropbox! It's already in the Dropbox <laughs> under his awesome. name. I have a mustache. That's <laughs> quite impressive. With the hat on, I just really Actually, do you don't look, look like, like Mario. Mario. You look like Luigi. <laughs> maybe maybe Calisynth could do one now with a, with a, with a, um, a hat from... Um, Luigi, and we'll, we'll weigh them up and see which, yeah, one, right. uh, see which one looks better. Uh, I like Norrie's comment in the chat room. He says, imagine the little viruses. Fuck yeah, metal. Give me more metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. All right, let's talk about a little bit of feedback things as we're in feedback and follow-up, and then we'll get onto our apps. Uh, first feedback is from Northy. Northy's in our chat room. Thank you, Northy. Hey, Northy says, hi, gang. Thought you might like to take a break from the type of robotics that will one day be killing us, so here's a cool little video I found during the week which made my geeky senses tingle. I love this video because it takes a very simple problem with a very simple fix, and like a true geek, he implements the most complicated, ineffective, and expensive fix possible. And here is the video for you. It's called My Little Piece of Privacy. Okay, so for our audio listeners, he's turned on the power box. He's opened the window. It's a great big bay window. He's turned on the curtain control. And it's only this little curtain. And basically, the curtain follows the people across the window. (laughs) 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 It actually goes into how he does it. It's it's so complicated. (laughs) 
That's hilarious. <laughs> and here it is. Here's the controllers. So his computer so his computer's all set up to basically scan for the people. get involved with it. Sorry, That's we'll, just, awesome. we'll just bring the music down here while we talk about it. So you know, all these people come up and they're trying to figure out how the curtain is working. Of course, he's got these scanners that are actually predicting movement as well. It's, I mean, it's a very complicated piece of programming here. You know, little algorithms that he's written for this. And of course, it's, it's, it's an experiment. I don't think he seriously means this to protect his window, but it's obviously a talking point. Yeah. It's, I, lo- it's, I love it when you watch like it. It's like a little artwork. People sit there and try. And I love the fact he's got this little crane in the window. <laughs> Sometimes it gets the prediction wrong. Yeah. Well, that is trying to free. It just follows people down the street. It is very cute. I've actually cut the video a little short because it does go on quite long, but it's on YouTube. The link is in our show notes, as always. Um, do go check it out because it is an awesomely fun little video. And yeah, you're right. Let's take the most convoluted solution possible to fixing... Well, he could have just put a curtain up, you know, quite frankly. Yeah, okay. you know what, man, but that's not how geeks work. That's, that's damn not right, how that's not how work. geeks work. Absolutely right. All right, now, uh, our second email comes from... Here's a name from the past. Are you ready? Clara Tungle. Do you remember Clara ah, Tungle? Yes. Haven't seen Clara Tungle in a while. But he says, hi, guys. Or he says, hey, guys, actually. Sorry I haven't been in the chat room lately because of the school certificate and whatnot. I still listen to the podcast through iTunes whenever I have time. Anyways, here are some links I came across while surfing the net. Epic show as always. Keep up the awesome work. Take care. Claro. Now, uh, I have to say that uh, uh, the two links he sent through are kind of interesting. The first one is if you haven't, and this was actually Josh's pick uh, for an app a few weeks ago, if you haven't downloaded VLC Player Mm. um, for iPad and iPhone, get it now. Yeah. Because it's about to be yanked from the iTunes store. And it's not being yanked by Apple. It's being yanked by the guy who develops VLC Player or the team. Well, because if you look on it, it's actually not their team that made the program. They're using their software. Sure, but that's not actually the issue as to why it's being yanked. Why it's being yanked is because it is against open source licensing to have DRM. Oh, wait, why why does it have DRM? Because all apps in the Apple App Store have digital rights management. They're they're controlled by Apple. So the fact that Apple has put DRM onto VLC Player breaches open source. So the producers of VLC Player are about to yank it because Apple won't remove the, D, the um, DRM uh, because that's not how the App Store works. So they're about to lose the VLC Player out of the App Store. So if you haven't got it, get it now because yeah. it's about to be pulled. There you go, guys. Make sure you grab it now. And while we're on mobile It's on phones, both iPhone and on iPad. It's a, it's, a pl- it's a plus app now. Oh, it is now? Pull one, you get them both. Great. Okay. Uh, I actually ch- updated mine just the other day. When I read this article, I went, oh, grab it, and it's a plus app. So it'll be on both. Now, while we're on apps and mobile phones and so forth, Claro's other link is basically uh, an Android uh, an Android story. Apparently, the special forces in America have already declared that they are all Android buffs. Yeah. Now, the reason why they're Android buffs is a very simple one. Why do you think it would be? 
They prefer Google phones because of the open source nature of the operating system. If they're on the field and something isn't working, they need to be able to write stuff that will fix it. Yeah. And so they can't do that with an iPhone or an Apple product. So right. they have they can with an Android system just literally break it down and pull it pull it apart and make it do what they need it to do in the field. So it looks like Android has a big win when it comes to the special forces. Uh, this is interesting because only uh, last week I was reading an article. It didn't make it to the show, but last week I was reading an article all about uh, this new Apple iPad app, which was um, for controlling field operations. So I guess back at home base, they don't mind using yeah. iPads, but on the field, they want Android. Absolutely. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to beat them up over that. No, that me either. I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Very, very logical, in fact. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was our feedback. Um, now, i just also say we also got feedback, of course, from Delta Knight, but he's no longer going in our feedback category because he is our researcher. <laughs> so thank you, Delta Knight, for all the links. Um, now, and, and once again, I'll say he sends us many more links than we actually get to use on any of our shows. We just parse them. Um, he sends us lots of research. We go through and go, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Okay. Now, uh, in our apps of the week this week, uh, I think it's quite obvious that the app of the week is going to be a replay of one of our past apps, which is Get VLC Player Now. (laughs) 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 Before it gets yanked. Um, I haven't had a lot of time. And in fact, I have to say I'm a little bit uninspired by Apple apps at this moment in time. There hasn't been anything that's just jumped out at me. Okay, Mm -hmm. but I will say that I have found one that I quite like. Where is what's it called? I've got the name of it right here. Hold on a second. The app that I am going to recommend this week is actually called Points Converter by Patrick Kongpinga. Now, the reason why I'm going to, and it's free, the reason why I'm going to uh, recommend this app is because if you are an Xbox or Nintendo player, either one, and you have been uh, baffled by what those points actually mean in the uh, marketplace Mm. of either of these marketplaces. This app is like a little uh, currency converter uh, that actually will convert Microsoft points or Nintendo points into real dollars. So you can actually see how much you're really spending. Because how often do you go, oh, it's only 800 points. Mm. Easy. Well, when you realize that 800 points is actually $13, it actually has a real monetary value suddenly. And you can actually feel... Uh, what it actually costs. And now, let me let me tell you, I still think the, the Microsoft points, and I still think the marketplace in Xbox is incredibly cheap. Mm. The amount of value you get for 800 or 1,200 points is really quite remarkable. Yeah. But it is nice to know what the real-time dollar amount is. So points converter, if you're a gamer, can actually put some perspective onto this. Okay? Yeah. Josh, I believe you have a shitload of apps. <laughs> I've, only, I've got a couple. All I've right, got a so, couple. So hit, hit us with it, because right. I, I need some apps to look at, and I've been uninspired. Well, um, all right. The... Um the first one I'm going to remind people, it was an app I chose about two, three weeks ago, which was uh, Adobe Ideas. Yes. Um, Adobe Ideas was a really good drawing program, which I... Actually, actually, I think it was... I recommended Adobe Ideas. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember who it was. We both had it. We at both that had stage. it. Um, uh, yes, I've been using that with the pen and with my hand and so on and so oh, forth. Oh, speaking it's, of pens, we both have our pens now. Yes, we that, both I, There we go. We can recommend pens. Yes, if we you can are, recommend get an iPad pen. If you are a user of the iPad or iPhone, um, and don't buy the cheap ones because I bought a cheap one to start with. Sorry, I'll let you go. I'll let you finish. <laughs> uh, I bought a cheap one and the cheap ones aren't very good. Um, but I recently, and Josh did too, we bought the actual Pogo Sketch. Um, and these are really, really amazing. They make it so much easier to use these touch devices. Mm. Uh, they slide across the screen really good, and they're really, really good for fine work. You remember a few weeks ago I recommended the, the Jigsaw Puzzle program? 
This thing is amazing <laughs> for the Jigsaw Puzzle program. All right, Josh, hit us with your apps. All right, cool. So you've got that. Um, the reason I was suggesting that one is there is now a version for iPhone as well. And it works the same way, same system. You can still do the shrink in and out. So you can draw a bit of a picture and then shrink it out and then shrink on another bit and keep drawing. It's not quite as good as the iPad because it gives you a much more, you know, larger amount of space. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's still very good. So uh, everyone that has an iPhone, go mm-hmm. grab that. It's good fun to play with. Um, I have another one called... Now, I don't know how to pronounce this because it's P-H-Oster. It's poster... But with a PH. Foster. Foster, I guess. <laughs> I think it's a um, poster, but anyway, PH is uh, silent, dude. <laughs> anyone who does a lot of publicity work or uh, gets um, does a lot of posters that they need to put out there, or maybe you do events, or maybe you do a lot of social gatherings, if you want to make up posters for it, this great program, it's only $2.50, I think. Basically, it will allow you to take any photo, and it has about 20 presets, and they update it all the time, like they add another six uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it will pre-create a poster at A4 size for you, which you can then email out to yourself and print. So it's a really I like good... this program. I, th- I was looking at this the other day when you showed it to me. I thought, I might get this one. This exactly. It's the kind of thing that if you were ever doing any sort of event work, it would be really, really useful. Oh, if you're yeah. not, honestly, don't grab this one because it's not going to really do anything else for well, you apart from make posters. And, and speaking of not doing much for you, I just got to just interject for a second from our chat mm-hmm. room. Uh, James from Melbourne, who is a new person, hello, James, yeah. uh, says that his phone is really weird. It makes calls, but it doesn't solve all his life's problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I, feel think the, I feel for you, man, but it, you did actually say in your previous line that you don't have an iPhone, and that would be the issue. Oh, <laughs> oh here we go. you got to have the Jesus phone, man. Um, all right, so all right Josh, sorry. I'm going to let you finish. The, the, the other one um, that I wanted to suggest, uh, we talked a while ago about NoteTaker HD. Now I started using this, but I have a lot of I trouble. love this program. Yeah, I have a lot of trouble using this program because of the way I write. Um, well, your handwriting sucks. What can well, I do? No, number one, I'm a left-hander. <laughs> oh, well, that's number actually two, the biggest problem. Yeah. Um, number one, I'm a left-hander. Number two, uh, when I write, my hand goes down onto the page. That's the way it works. Now, uh, NoteTaker HD doesn't take that into account. So I actually end up with writing all over the bottom of the screen, and it doesn't write what I'm trying so to write. So you're saying your palm is writing? My palm is writing. And okay. that's, <laughs> a, that's a pain in the ass because I... Have you worked in in mode two mode, though, where you only write in the bottom part? Because then your palm would be off the bottom. Yes, but I actually find that really annoying because it's on a slant because I'm trying to write. So, look, generally I struggle with this program just because of the way I write. NoteTaker HD is a great program if you write well, but I don't. I don't have nice hands. I love NoteTaker Now, I started trying to use uh, Adobe Ideas to write, which was working great. Same problem but it corrects the shape of my letters so it makes everything look a lot nicer. I found a program which combines both. It combines the NoteTaker HD's abilities um, and it also gives me the ability to write with my palm on the screen and it will take that into account. Not only that, but it will also allow me to do each individual notes in separate books so I can actually have different books for different subjects, whether it be Geek Actually stuff, interviews, or whatever, I can actually write in separate books. I can email them out as books, which comes as a PDF with mm-hmm, multiple mm-hmm. pages, or I can just PDF one page and email that out. The program is $5, but it's called Pen Ultimate, and I suggest it without, without hesitance. If you're like me and you have 
a particular writing style or maybe you have messy handwriting, this will correct your letters, let you put your palm on the screen and also separate your notes out into different books. So I'm going to pull it down. How much does it cost? $5. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay the $5 Yeah, and I'm going to compare the two because I actually really like note takers. So I'm going to compare the two and I'll again, get back to you. Again, like different <clears throat> strokes for different... Absolutely. Different horses products, for courses, right? dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, my game for this week, guys, uh, is one that's only just come up today. I've had a little bit of a play with it. It's really, really fun. It's kind of a combination of a mod that they did for Unreal Tournament, which was called Alien, uh, Alien Hybrid or something like that. It was a top-down shooter that basically waves of enemies come. It's kind of that combined with Smash TV, which is an old game on the Super Nintendo. Like Smash, Smash TV. Um, now, the two of them are combined. It's $2.50 at the moment. It's on an introductory price. The graphics are quite cool. It's not the best-looking game, but it is a lot of fun. So I advise... So what was it called again? It's called Revolt. Revolt. Okay. Yeah. And I might have to have a look at that too. See, okay. I can't, the problem with this segment is we do this segment and then I have to spend money. <laughs> <laughs> It's Not money I don't there. have. Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> so you know. Anyway, but we have to do this. Um, uh, um, Delta Knights tell, is they're they're all welcoming James from Melbourne. We want to welcome him again. Uh, he said he discovered us last night, and he just had to join our chat room. Welcome. Awesome. We always yeah. love people in our chat room. Uh, the chat room is what keeps us going. Um, all right. So you know what? I, I, I am amazed to say this, but we actually may finish this show in the hour allotted to us for the Whoa. first time ever. It's not right, I know. Uh, so we could just keep rambling for no reason, but or we could actually like finish on time. No. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I think uh, we're going to move into some housekeeping here. Mm-hmm. And we've already given our big plugs for the, the donation drives on both of us, but we've got other things to talk about as well. First thing we're going to say is if you have anything at all that you want to tell us, uh, you don't like our stories, you want us to be lighter, you want us to like you know get drunk on camera, I don't know, but uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but you can try it. Um, or you agree or disagree with it, anything you want, basically. You can send us, a draw, send us an email at geektech at geekactually.com. You can drop us a voicemail at 02801131167, although I have to check that number because I got an email from them saying your account's about to expire. So I better go, I better go have a look at that and find out, make sure. Um, uh, but you can also the other way of the cheap ass way of doing it is if you um, uh, connect to our um, uh, what's it called again? Skype. That's the one. Skype. if you connect to our Skype, uh, you have to be approved. But send in the request. It's uh, our Skype ID is Geek Actually, um, and then you can leave us voicemails for free. You don't even have to pay for the call, okay, which is kind of cool. Um, and remember that you can get all your Geek Actually swag, and we have our order ordered, and it still hasn't arrived yet, but I can't wait. I can't wait to have my new T-shirt on, which actually... I want that mug, man. Oh, the, mug, the mugs are mug. coming. We've got mugs coming. I've got, I've got the new Robot Apocalypse T-shirt coming, which I cannot wait for. <laughs> so we've got some good stuff coming. Uh, you can get all of those sort of good things at cafepress.com.au forward slash Geek Actually. Remember, everything you buy from that store, and it is Christmas coming up, guys, everything you buy from that store... The money will go towards, at this point in time, uh, will go towards the uh, David Storm's America Tour. Yeah. So if you don't want to just donate money, you could also buy things, and then some of that money will go towards that. Of course, we also want to say that our artwork, um, for the new artwork for the shows, was all created by Josh Spencer. Yeah. TacNinja.blogspot.com. And if we sell t-shirts and stuff, we're going to give him a little bit of the money, too. I've already told, talked to him about that. So I mean, you know, there's a little cut to him as well, which because he deserves it because it was great, great artwork. Absolutely. Uh, we also have a fan page and for some reason just in this and I say for some reason wow I don't know people actually like us <laughs> Get page, I know uh, fan page on facebook.com forward slash geek actually we had this little surge of people liking us we went from like 
80 something to 100 and something in like the space of a day. So it's very weird. Could be something to do with the fact that last week we had our number one record day of all time on the website. And I have to give a big shout out to Grant Noy, also known as Stubby, uh, who is the composer of the Tech Actually theme. So when you hear the theme playing at the head and the end of the show, that's Grant. Grant did all that. He played the guitar on that. Yeah. It's awesome. Very, very but he good also guitarist. he also writes game reviews for us and he reviewed Goldeneye and that review went through the goddamn roof. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable. I've never seen numbers like that. So uh, good on you, Grant. Keep yeah. them coming. Um, you know, we write stuff too. But you guys don't seem to be interested in that. <laughs> Grant writes an article. Wow. You just, all, you just all read it. What can I tell you? <laughs> all right. Uh, we also have two other podcasts tonight. Look, they're like totally defeat us. <laughs> Dave. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> we also have two other podcasts that we should talk about really quickly because one's coming up in literally about 15 minutes, which is the Film Actually show, which is, quite frankly, the highlight of my day. <laughs> All right, and Film Actually fun. film actually can be found on iTunes. Just search for Film Actually. It is our number one show on the network. It is often in the featured pages of iTunes and the Australian store. It is a lot of fun. We review movies. We talk about film news. We do top five lists. It's fun. Listen, it's great. And... We also do uh, the uh, what's actually currently known as the Geek Actually After Show. Uh, the After Show moniker was kind of tacked onto it uh, when we first broke up the shows just to explain it. Yeah. But it's becoming more and more just Geek Actually because we kind of just geek out in that last half hour, especially with Delta Knight's help. <laughs> so, so it will actually eventually drop the moniker of the After Show. It is the After Show, but it will drop the moniker of After Show soon mm-hmm. and just become Geek Actually. But it is a, well worth having listened to. And I know a lot of you don't listen to it because I can see the numbers. <laughs> so, so if you're not listening to the after show, go search for it, Geek Actually, uh, on iTunes. And remember, all of our shows, everything that we've ever recorded in the history of time, even Good going Lord. back to the platforms gaming show that we did last year, you can find all of this stuff back on geekactually.com. And we have all of the episodes there for you to go back and listen to if you want to have a giggle. And uh, I believe you also do a show, Josh. I do do a show, Dave. Do you want to tell, you you uh, tell us uh, about that show? Uh, um, yeah, no. Uh, I do a show called... Um, that one? Uh, Raw DLC. <laughs> uh, DLC Live. Um, it's a website. Uh, we also have a podcast and a VOD video uh, live show as well, similar to Dave's. We got on Tuesday night Australian time at 8 p.m., um, and of course, Raw DLC is making a drive. If you weren't here at the start of the show, uh, is making a drive at the moment to support men's health. Um, that's why I have a mustache at the moment. And Dave and you Nathan, have a mustache. <laughs> Dave and Nathan. Yeah, no. The uh, the chat room has been going crazy, creating pictures of me as Mario and <laughs> Luigi, and apparently Mario updated as well, um, which is just dropped into the box. So these guys are keeping well busy. Um, it's, but, good to hear, it's good to know they're listening to us, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, they're doing they're doing their do, doing what they have to. Um, Talk about <laughs> multitasking, God. <laughs> but anyway, guys, so um, we are trying to raise hell. Um, James from my- Melbourne says, his beautiful mustache is nice, I like. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no, so we're making a drive for that at the moment. So if anybody has a little bit of money, head over to rawdlc.com and just drop two, three, four dollars. It all goes towards charity and it's all going to end up helping 
Uh, Australian men deal with their problems because men don't deal with their own problems. They get other people to do it for them, so we have to raise money for men. That's great. Now, have I told you about that other fine charity that you can raise money for, which is David Storm's America Tour, <laughs> which you can find at geekactually.com. Sorry, I don't mean to That's derail cool. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, dude. Do your thing, man. Do your thing. All right. Last thing we're going to say, and then we're going to get out of here for this show, which is remember... It is really important that you remember that you can watch this madhouse live, all right? So if you don't want to just listen to the audio or you listen to the audio and you're going, what the hell are they talking about when we have weird things playing on screen or people make references? Every Saturday, we record this show live. We start at about 12 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Now, I actually happen to have world clocks up right now that tell me that that is about 6 p.m. on Friday night Pacific and about 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern time in the United States. This is Friday night because of the international dateline. We go out Saturday. Weird time vortex there. Um, but if you want to catch us live, we record Tech Actually, followed by Film Actually, followed by Geek Actually. One rang, bang, bang, right after another, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, you can catch us that way if you want to. But remember, you can also just download the audio shows. But if you do happen to want to watch one of these video shows and you missed uh, the live show, we post every week what's called the geek actually replay and we basically put all three videos into a post and we put it up on the site every week the three shows uh just right there on the page and you can watch the replays if you want to so there's another way for you to go there's no way you can miss us (laughs) i don't know why people aren't finding us (laughs) we are everywhere (laughs) all right and josh is there any way people can talk to you uh like you know independently away from a site you got anything personal you want to plug other than uh, your mustache? No, no, not not at the moment, Dave. Thank you though. Um, <laughs> I um, I'm uh, pretty much on Facebook. If anybody wants to find me, Joshua Philpot, um, uh, or uh, Facebook.com forward slash Geek Josh is my actual address. Cool. So you guys can feel free to jump on and uh, hit me up. Make sure that you put in who you are because I will not accept you if I don't know who you are. Fair enough. And with me, you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash David McVeigh. I do have a Facebook page, but I don't check it. So there's no point in following me. Uh, Follow the fan page. I always check that. All right, so follow the fan page, Geek Actually, but my personal page I very rarely look at. But I do do Twitter. Tweet, tweet, tweet. What is the the vernacular nowadays? I don't know, I think it's tweet. I don't even use Twitter. I just (laughs) dump up my things saying, we have a new article, or I put up something, and that's all I can do on Twitter. I I do that. I put up everything we put on the site, I tweet. But then again, in between those, I also kind of put in things every now and again, like stream of consciousness, whatever comes up. So, yeah, uh, if you feel like following me on Twitter, follow me. I'm Dave McVeigh. (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get out of here josh i want to get out of here i've got a film show and we got a special guest coming up in film actually which is katrina smith she hasn't been here in ages i've missed her i have missed her too so we're gonna have katrina smith on the show and we're gonna be reviewing the film red stick with us in the meantime i am david mcveigh this is josh philpot across the (laughs) desk from me and we're gonna see you all next week if i can find the closing music there we are